whether it's us or someone else, a big need to bring video to those experiences and to do it really, really well in a way that's great for the viewer and the buyer, but also great for those that are creating the content and managing it. The water's fine, homie, jump into the deep end. So it you will reap it. We're talking how to start it, how to grow it, how to keep it. Take a deep breath. You are now rocking with Founder Secrets. Nick, welcome to Founder Secrets. Great to be here. I got to say, you might have the best setup of anyone we've ever had on. <laughs> it's just an iPhone. These things are great. So, so Nick, I, I know you started the business nine years ago, uh, Switcher Studio, going, going through you know a bit of a transformation recently. Uh, can you kind of walk, walk us through what, what, what Switcher has been or what it's known for in the market and uh, how, how the products kind of evolved and how the business evolved over time? Yeah, so Switcher is or has been a video creativity platform. It's a way of making better video more often, edit while you shoot, live stream and multicam on social. Um, and we launched that in 2014, went two years bootstrapped and self-funded. Um, since then, we've gone through a larger transformation to expand the offering to include things like uh, putting video on your website, managing your content, um, organizing it into playlists and monetizing that video where your viewers can interact and transact in the same place where you own the customer, you own the data, you own the transaction. Uh, and so that's really been the bigger shift that we've been working toward is to go from where we were found a lot of success in this like widget or tool for making great live video on social. We were a launch partner for Facebook Live in 2016 to why did we start doing this in the first place? And it, it was with the intent to help businesses make better video more often. Um, and so really going back to our roots and, and why we started doing this in the first place. So what, what caused the, the, the transformation? Was there something in the market? Were, were customers saying things to you or what, what caused uh, the change? Yeah. So but before we started Switcher, uh, Dan Petrick, one of our co-founders and myself had an agency. We were helping businesses that wanted to do online video. Where do you host it? Uh, how do you put it on your website? Where does it come from? Uh, and solving for that, like where does it come from? We, we brought in another partner from Switzerland uh, as a CTO and co-founder had this really cool app where you could see video from four other iPhones and iPads. And they all started recording at the same time. Um, and looking at the problems we were trying to solve, we were able to test those solutions working together and iterate on it to find some, some good success. Um, and with that, we saw a really strong response from customers where con content and community were built in. And so think of things like podcasting, news, sports, Worship is, is a great example. Um, it was a bit different than what we went out thinking we were solving. Um, we, we brought this to market and it attracted something a bit different. And you know, like, like any uh, startup, you want to listen to your customers, you want to build for them. And we were able to really expand what we were offering to meet those needs uh, for that type of content. I think what we found as we've grown the business, we... we were incredibly successful in the, the first few months of COVID. You know, we were just you know, already had a somewhat mature product and market. We were well known, had an established brand, um, and we were able to to really help communities stay connected through video with with our offering. But I think too, what we found in trying to grow our business is that live video tends to be very event driven. Um, and with that, there's not the same type of predictability that you need to build a really big sustainable business. 
And so while it's gotten us to where we are today, it's an important part of who we are um, and a place that we'll continue to invest in. It's really just a part of what we're doing. And so this is where we're really looking to expand the overall offering to, you know, if you're making live video anyways, or any video for that matter, there's so many things that happen before you even get started. And there's things that happen after you stop recording um, or after you stop streaming. And I think there's a lot of different solutions out there. We're not going to replace all of those, but there's so much change cost and they're not connected in any way. And there's not really a workflow to get through that whole process from start to finish. Um, And that said, that's just making the video. That's not getting it to your audiences. That's not putting it on your website. It's not getting ROI or monetizing it. Um, We have a lot of problems to solve for. Um, But I think we're taking a holistic approach on how do all of these come together and how do we really have a, a unified workflow that solves for these challenges when it comes to how you create video and, and how you make money doing video. Um, so, I mean, one of the things we're, we're really excited about, we just launched subscriptions for the Switcher player. So if you're using our offering to, to host video on your website, uh, you can still get it on social, but you host on your website, create playlists. You can charge for passes or do like pay-per-view. Um, but as of the last 30, 45 days, you can also create your own membership or subscription service. And so you can have your own recurring fees for the content you create. Um, whether that's a workshop or class you've already recorded or something where you're doing webinars or new content week over week. Um, and we really think that this is going to be a strong fit for SMBs and creators that um, are, are looking to really connect with their audience and, and build that community. Um, but do it in a way that's sustainable um, and that, that benefits everyone involved. So you were a partner for Facebook Live, you said? So we launched, yes, uh, we, we launched Switcher in 2014 ahead of Meerkat and Periscope, which were the kind of first social apps for live video, where this became a lot more accessible. Uh, you know, before that, you had to spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars a month to be able to do live video. Um, if you weren't like a mega brand or or like broadcast group. And I think around 2016 is where a lot of that started to change. YouTube started to offer live video in the years leading up to that. And Facebook uh, actually started chasing that as well. And you know, Facebook has a great option that was built into the app, you know, the Facebook app to turn on your camera and go live. But it, what you see is what you get. You know, it's, it's point and shoot. Uh, and we had a solution where you can be on camera or you can show the world, but you can also put your logo on screen. You can switch from that camera to a photo or a pre-recorded video. You can even bring another angle or perspective just by opening another iPhone or iPad. So we had a really differentiated solution where like, their terms of service were very clear. It's like no, no apps <laughs> you know, for integrating with Facebook Live. If you're making it from your phone, use our stuff. A lot of those integrations were more enterprise or for like news and media to be able to get content on the platform. But we were doing something a bit different. Um, and we were able to get in touch with that team very early ahead of the launch of Facebook Live and, and be there from day one. Uh, so that was actually timely and weird how this has worked out. We got an intro to Fiji Somo, who was leading product Facebook at the time. And she's CEO for Instacart, who just went public this week. Um, so Did you send her a congrats? 
it's uh, it's in her inbox. So <laughs> we'll see if she replies. I'm sure she's got a lot going on. <laughs> so did, did you get, I mean, for that, I, I know it was what, seven years ago, eight years ago. Was it, was it an introduction into the Facebook team? Did you like cold email them? I mean, how, how did you get it's such a big partnership? How, how did you initially get in there? Robert Scoble uh, had recently done an event in, in Louisville. Um, and he was very involved in covering a lot of startup and tech news at the time. Had actually spent some time with him in San Francisco as well years later. And he was really interested in, in what we were building. You know, video was a big part of his brand and, and how he was getting stories out and, and connecting with audiences. And he actually used the, the product for a time. He made that introduction directly to BG Somo uh, and got, got us to the right people from there. So qualified intro and relationships go a long way. Um, but even those take time. You know, that was, that was years in the making to be able to, to have that relationship where they, you know, felt like they could refer or recommend us. Uh, so if anything, I think that's something I've learned through this whole journey is your relationships matter. Um, you know, not, not just with your team and your partners, but other people in the space and that they take time. And, and one way to really do that and do that well is to, to paint where you're going, you know, to have a vision um, and to do the things that you said you're going to do. And as you start to lay those breadcrumbs and, and do it again and again, uh, you get a lot more credibility along the way. And and turns out people are willing to, to help you out as well. And so it sounds like the customer that you initially had was maybe these creators that would just pop a camera in front of them. Is that right? And, and kind of live stream. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, that, that, that's been the primary use case and, and still rings true today. Um, with, to, to some extent, that's how we're funding a lot of what we do at Switcher is what we built through those experiences. Uh, but, but now we're going beyond just live streaming or like how video gets made to how do you share that? Uh, how do you monetize that? How do you build community right. around that? And if you go to switcherstudio.com um, for $99 a month, you can get our all-in-one platform that includes all of those things. You, if, you, if you've ever put a YouTube video on your website, uh, you know, one thing you might experience is that YouTube's going to play ads on those videos. They're also going to recommend content for your competitors um, or for other content out there as well. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> I hate when they do that. Yeah. They just start recommending crazy videos based on that person because they have the cookies. It's so frustrating. I guess that's what people I heard use Vimp. Yeah. And that experience is different for every viewer. Um, and so I think one thing that's challenging there is that because this video is on your website, the viewer associates that yeah, with you and your brand. It's terrible. Um, but really, the recommendations are powered by you know, their their own tastes and their own experiences. And um, so, like previous company, we used uh, Wistia to do mm -hmm. this. We loved Wistia, uh, but I guess it's fallen out of favor. I don't know why. It seems like people are starting to use more Vimeo for this. I guess Vimeo's pivoted into it. Is is that kind of who you are more competing now with? with what you're doing? To, to some extent, I, I think those are good parallels for where we're heading. Wistia has a great product. Um, Vimeo has been in the space for a long time. They've gone through a lot of changes themselves where it was mostly for like independent artists and like people making film to uh, helping other businesses make their own OTT apps. Like you want to be your own Netflix. It took them a while to kind of find their way as far as what they're doing today. Um, but when, when you look at... You know, the end result and what you can accomplish with those platforms to have all your content in one place, to put it on your website, 
um, to, to have people be able to watch that and, and you to see how that performs. We're, we've built a lot of that into the Switcher experience. And I think where we're taking a bit of a different approach is really thinking about this category creation around video commerce. And so with our offering, we were really front and center and how we could allow you to add affiliate links to the videos that you make, um, how you could show a QR code so someone could donate via PayPal or Venmo. Um, and then also building out a full suite of monetization tools where you could link your Shopify account, feature those products in your video. People can add them to a cart and check out without ever leaving that video on your website. Or where someone could watch free content and then have other videos that they have to pay to watch or see an upcoming event where they need to buy a ticket. And now with the launch of subscriptions, being able to have that recurring component as well. Um, so you don't, you don't have to put everything behind a paywall. Um, but we've made that really easy to have some flexibility and control around how you might do that. Uh, if, if that's where you're entering or if that's something you want to grow into. And all this happens within the video. So you're literally. I have a hard time. Like literally within that video frame is where you're doing all of this. You're turning in that into the ability to shop and add to a cart. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, imagine a website that has a, a video placeholder. Um, it's really a window to anything that you want to power through the switcher experience. So that could be right. a, a video that you assign today. Um, but, but maybe you want to replace that video with something else later. Uh, I think this is another way we're really differentiated is that you don't have to go back to your your agency or your web developer. You don't have to change that embed code. Once you mm. put that placeholder in place, you've got the flexibility and control to change what appears inside of that block. Um, but we also want to be able to have this be a, a really interactive and, and kind of lean in experience. And it's hard to do all of that in a tiny little <laughs> window on a website. And so while that's the entry point and that's what people are used to expecting when they interact with video on your website, we actually want to get you out of that experience as quickly as possible into a full screen immersive experience. And with that, you can watch videos, you can see playlists, you know, in the future, you'll be able to engage in comments or polls. Um, we can really control that entire uh, screen in the same way that you would, right. uh, you know, having a Google meet or zoom call, but it, it lives inside of the website and all of these experiences happen inside of that video that are a part of your website. It's almost like you're competing with some of the course online course companies as well in that mm -hmm. you're offering all these features. Would that be fair to say? Well, maybe talk a little more about how do you think of your next customer? You went from creators, are these now small businesses or is it creators that are growing and they're doing online courses and want to grow more or is it established businesses that you're trying to bring in? Yeah. Talk about how, how <laughs> yeah. hard is it to make that transition? It, it's a bit of all of the above. Um, I mean, wh while we have people that have used our creativity tools in the app to make live video and to do content on social, we still expect to see some of that go forward. Uh, I think there's a spectrum of someone that already has video though, that you needs one place to manage all of that and wants to put it on their website. Uh, and that might be different than someone that has video that they want to monetize and that they want to charge for that content, whether it's through a course or a workshop uh, or just access to new information early um, or, or behind the scenes. And so I, I think about it less in terms of segment, but like, where are you in your journey? Are you just wanting to get video on your .com? 
Are you wanting to be able to organize that and have collections and playlists? Are you wanting to monetize that and really get an ROI? Is it something that's supplemental? Or is it really how you're powering your entire business? Is that how you make a living? I think we've built something that's really flexible where no matter where you are in your journey, you can enter and grow. Uh, I think as you get a little more sophisticated, there's probably more that we're missing and things that we'll build toward. Um, but we, we didn't really want to put Switcher in a box. You know, we, we've built something that I think can be applied in a lot of different ways. It has a lot of different use cases. I mean, we, we look at how people are interacting on every major platform. I mean, TikTok is video first. Instagram at this point is video first. YouTube is moved towards shorts. But websites are where businesses are building their contact lists. It's where people are buying products and they're video barren. It just doesn't exist at all. And so I think there's, whether it's us or someone else, a big need to bring video to those experiences and to do it really, really well in a way that's great for the viewer and the buyer, um, but also great for those that are creating the content and managing it. Uh, and so we're, we're probably entering an even more crowded space where, where there's a lot of options for folks. But I think we've found a gap in the market where when we think about things like video commerce, there's a lot of solutions for paywalls and like how you can gate something. But most of them don't have the video element. You still have to have Vimeo where people are using unlisted YouTube links. And so it's easy to share those out um, or to bypass that paywall. ChatGPT actually had to walk back one of their releases because gated content was showing up in results. You know, you know, without going through that paywall experience. And then the other end of the spectrum, you've got these solutions that are really all in one, where they've got video and the monetization piece, but they're saying, yeah, and your CRM needs to be with us and your website needs to be with us. And you need to do it all over here. Um, and there's a lot of power in that. Like Kajabi is a great example. They really have brought a lot of those different solutions together into one offering. Um, but guess what? They're using Listia behind the scenes. Um, so I think where our value prop is really strong is that you can use your existing tech stack. You don't have to change it. If you're already on Shopify or HubSpot or Webflow, you can drop switcher in to power your video and to, to power these monetization experiences to build community. And if you were to change platforms in the future, you can take that with you without having to start from scratch. And so this like portability, I think is something where we're going to be really strong in tying together a, a, thing, a, a lot of different pieces that end up being duct taped together to be able to pull these things off of video and actually power that part of the experience while you can use a really strong CRM solution or you can use a really strong CMS solution um, and have those all play nice together. So you're in your 10th year, right? Nine and a half years in. Um, and you have a lot of like you can tell, you just have so much passion for this space, and, and I'm curious how how do you keep the passion? You know, because a lot a lot you hear about the seven year itch and people wanting to move on after a certain number of years. How, how do you keep this going now? And then how did you do it at the beginning when you had no customers and 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 you know at the very very beginning? Yeah, uh, it's tough. I don't I don't know. You you have to really want it, um, and you have to want more. Always, like you've always got to be hungry. I, I think the thing that has really allowed me to keep going is that we've been able to see people touch our product 
and the way they light up, the, the way that it can change their life and the ripple effect of not only are we allowing people to create content or empower them with these tools, but now they've got an audience that expects to, to see that stuff. Like when they don't show up, they're like, where are you at? It feels really good. And there's something really special there. And I think being able to bring that experience to more people is really where we're heading. And so while we've done some cool stuff and that's got us to where we are now, um, I think there's a lot more work to do. The other thing I'd put out there is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's not always easy. Um, you've got to have some grit and there, there's some, you're going to take some punches, but having a really strong team and people that also believe in that vision and can, can challenge your ideas um, and help you get to the best thinking it's going to help you make better decisions and get to better outcomes. And so I, I think your team is, is such a big part of this and the, the type of talent we've been able to attract um, and the type of things that we've been able to accomplish together are, are really, really exciting. How do you get uh, talent? You know, you're based in Louisville. How, how do you get talent in, in Louisville? Or is the team there or is it remote or how, yeah. how do you... Uh, we've, we've always been a bit distributed. You know, my, my CTO and one of our co-founders was in Switzerland and like we've had an office there and, and been able to build a team there. Um, we were really kind of level first for some of our hiring very early on. Uh, but you know, with the last two or three years, we were all forced to work from home. Um, and I think we were fortunate that we already operated in that way to some extent where we were able to make that jump. We've really embraced it. And I think we are a remote first company. You know, we happen to be in Louisville. We've got a really cool office here in, in Butchertown, just, just on the edge of Nulu. Um, would love to show it off more. Uh, but at this point, nearly half of our team is somewhere else. Um, and you know, I look at our executive team and, and they're in other markets. Um, you know, they're in New York or Austin, um, or Nashville. You know, we, we've had folks in San Francisco. Uh, I, I think we're in over a, a dozen states right now um, when we look across the team. So I, I still think there's so much value in bringing people together and what you can accomplish, like being in the same room. Um, I, I love Louisville. I keep coming back. I live here. Like we're, we're, you know, growing a family. My wife and I have twins, two girls. They just turned three. Um, next week, we have got people on the team coming in from... Switzerland and Africa and Argentina and Boston and New York. Um, we're we're going to have part of our, our tech team here on site. Um, so being able to, to have a place where we can bring people together, I think is, is really special. Um, given Switcher and who we are and what we do, like having a space where we can create or bring people in for videos or podcasts, I think is you know, really great. And, uh, I'm, I'm getting out of the house more and more. It's just uh, a good change of pace. So I think for me, I, I'd, I'd very much love to continue to have a hub in Louisville. I think we've got a bit of a like Switcher West going on. There's uh, enough folks in Austin that, you know, that could be on the horizon. Um, but really, we, we, we want to get great talent. Um, and to do that, you need to be able to, to look outside of, you know, your own nexus. And I think there's a lot of value in that. I love that. I know that you uh, opened a co-working space, right? As part of your space, you, you kind of entered the co-working business. Well, <laughs> what made you want to do that? Was just sharing the beautiful office with others? Yeah. So I, you, I mentioned we've got the space in in Butchertown. 
Um, you know, our team is fully remote. Even the folks that are here in Louisville, we're not like forcing people to come into the office. You know, we, we do come together um, for, for different team meetings and events and social. You know, we use it for meeting spaces and productions. Uh, you know, I, I just had a VP of marketing for Lexmark at our office today. You know, it's great to be able to bring in partners and customers in that way. It, it, it's missing some of that energy. And, and I think we can give back by opening this up to you know, the community and, and people outside of our team. You know, there's other startups that are early on. Here's a, a great place where you can come and be together and utilize the facility. I think it's also good for our team is like just having the opportunity to talk to other engineers or people at other companies and share ideas is really valuable. Um, we're also looking at a nonprofit discount. And so we look at, you know, Give for Good just happened here in Louisville. It raised nearly $10 million. They use Switcher to make over 10 hours of video for that. Um, you know, all vertical on Facebook and their website. There's over 500 nonprofits in Louisville and, and a lot of them don't have a space. You know, they're, they're meeting up at coffee shops. You know, they, they have just putting a lot of time into the work that they do and they have a second job. I'd love to give back. And so that, that's one way that we're looking to utilize the space and to bring people together and share those ideas. We're, we're still uh, accepting applications. So if anyone's interested, uh, check out our LinkedIn, you know, Switcher Studio or, or look me up, Nick Mattingly. We've got some posts there. Come on over. So I, I know that there are some videos going around around what do they call? They're called like tips in the in the videos where the person takes an action for 10 cents, like they make like a funny face or they they do something. And I don't think they're in the US. Is that kind of a direction? You know, as you see more video in social media, uh, how do you feel about some of the goofy things that people are doing, you know, for money uh, on on video and whatnot? <laughs> there's there's no shortage of ideas or or things that are happening in the video space, um, and we we really do like to observe what's happening in market. You know, Snapchat's a great example of you know how much fun they've had with filters and effects, uh, and you've seen Facebook and others kind of copy a lot of that. We stayed out of that world because we we felt like we were trying to solve for something. That was a bit more professional in nature. That you know, it was for your business or your organization, um, and that you probably didn't want to have cat ears in the middle of your sermon. <laughs> that said, I, I think too, like going on camera, um, especially looking at things like Zoom fatigue, like having to put on makeup, like feeling like you can't turn on the camera. Th those things can be blockers, and so. I think you're seeing more and more quality of life enhancements that are being built in these experiences. Like I've got a blur in my background. Actually, I have a beautiful background. I probably shouldn't blur it um, so you all can see it. But you're being able to to blur what's behind you and, and really have the focus on the subject or the host. You know that's starting to become a bit more magic and kind of built in. Um, being able to replace your background, being able to do a filter where you can glow up a bit. The things that are happening around how you edit afterwards, where you could remove your ers and your ums and your filler words, or or where you can search text to be able to pull out a clip or a highlight. I think there's little things like this that we're going to start seeing across more and more tools that just become expected. And I, I think we'll have a bit of a tug to be able to make sure that we can include some of those in the experiences that we offer. But I think too, when I look at the, you know, the platforms we're building on and the partners that we have, like you know, Apple as an example, you know, or Cloudflare you know, behind the scenes, they're also investing in these areas and we win some of the things that they progress where we can build that into our products you know, for free. Uh, so you, as an example, some of the newer iPads have a, a feature called center stage that's face tracking or like, 
uh, object following. You can turn that on your iPhone or iPad, and you're going to have that experience in the Switcher app for that device. We, we look at some of the things that NVIDIA is doing around audio, and, and it just, it's becoming more and more the norm. So I don't know that we necessarily have to innovate on the tech in all of these little ways everywhere, but we need to pay attention. And we need to make sure that they're built in where you don't have to think about it or they're easy to get to. Um, that might be a bit different than the example you gave that I think is maybe more about audience interaction. And I think this is where it depends on the video format. You know, if you're watching a 60 second video, the way people are going to comment on that or share or like repost might be different than if it's a Zoom call where everyone can see and hear one another or different than something that's more like interview panel style like we're doing today. There's different expectations depending on the type of video. And so that's the other thing we're trying to be mindful of is we can't build everything that's out there, but what are the formats that matter most? What are the ones that you know we need to integrate with a partner or the ones that we need to build? And how do we start to think more and more about that viewer experience? Because this is something that goes beyond just talking to a screen or the abyss or like one way, like audiences are really influencing content in a way that is very new. Um, you know, we've been saying it for a few years now, but in the grand scheme of things, this is very new to see the type of user-generated content or reactions that are happening like in the moment um, when videos are being made. Or even think about how TikTok went viral in the first place around trends. Like the idea that somebody would do a dance video and now everyone on the planet is doing the same moves to the same song with their own version to their own audience. Um, it's just a very different thing. I saw a stat the other day that was the, the, the number of hours of video made in CapCut, which is a, an app that ByteDance made, you know, the parent company for TikTok. And it's some astronomical number. It's like they, they used a, an analogy of like comparing it to the history of humankind. It's like in one year alone, there was more video made on CapCut on phones by people that are watching other people's videos. You're not just like creators and businesses. That would have spanned thousands of years of human history. So it's, it's wild times. There's more content than ever. Uh, and I think video is just an incredible way to, to share stories um, and to bring people together and to build relationships. And I think... Where do you store all this video? <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't it cost you a lot of money? I mean, sure, TikTok's got like... I don't know, infinite funding from China and I guess right. YouTube's got Google. But where do you store all your videos on, yeah. on Google? So it, it, initially, we've been pretty hands-off in that regard. It's if you're streaming to a social channel, it goes direct to that social channel and they'll have a replay on that platform. Um, or if you're creating from your phone, there'll be a recording that's on your device automatically. You don't have to think about it. If there's a problem with the stream, you still got it on your device. Um, as we've moved into more of this video commerce world, like video hosting is a part of what we're offering um, and being able to organize and manage your content, create playlists. Um, that's a part of what we're offering. And we were one of the first partners for some of the new work that Cloudflare is doing in that space. Um, and you know, they don't offer an off the shelf solution. There's a lot we've built on top of it to do what we do. Um, but I don't hold me to this, but we're probably one of their biggest customers. Uh, you know, over last year, there were over 2 million videos made with Switcher. 
Um, no, not all of those are sitting online, but more and more go forward. I think we'll we'll see a lot more of that. As someone like really in the video space, I'm curious what you think. You know, you talked about kind of the today of video. I'm, I'm curious to what you think about, you know, the new Apple headset coming out next year. It seems like we're going to have an evolution. There's a lot of talk about telepresence, but telepresence has been talked mm -hmm. about for the last 20 years. So I'm curious if you think any of this is like real and really will have an impact on how we interface or is it all hype? I, I had a media studies class in college and it was a bit of like, you always hear this doomsday of like, there's this new thing coming and you know, radio killed newspaper and TV killed radio and internet killed, you know, all of those things still exist. You know, given they're in different forms and the business models have changed, I think people are going to be looking at screens and using phones the way we do today for a while. That's not to say that there's a lot of disruption around the corner. Uh, and when we look at things like you know, mixed reality or using headsets, that that's something that we might need to solve for. I think it's harder to uh, be wearing a pair of glasses and take a selfie. I'm not sure how you would do that. I think people are a little too vain to give that up. <laughs> so I'm hopeful that we'll continue to see phones as great cameras that people have on them all the time to be able to get those different angles and perspectives. Um, and that's something we're really embracing. Uh, you know, Every six months, there's a new, better camera out there that we didn't have to build. Um, but we can tap into and do some really cool things in the software. Um, that said, we also have really opened up our platform uh, over the past year where through partnership, you can now take a professional camera, 4K HDMI camera and make it wireless and have it work in the Switcher ecosystem. Um, so that that was something we were really excited to announce earlier this year. And granted, it's not for everybody, the people that want that. Um, it's really allowing them to do some new things that just weren't really possible where we've been kind of iPhone first and, and a lot of what we've done up until now. So that's awesome. As we wrap, um, what advice do you have for entrepreneurs looking to get started? The best funding is customer dollars. Uh, talk to your customers or the customers that you want to have. You will always be learning. You know, we've been doing this for nearly a decade and we've only raised a few million dollars and we've still got some good runway and some big plans and, and a lot more we want to do. And that's happened because we we built a product that people love and we're talking to the new customer that we want to have and, and using that to help inform where we go. And so I would say get out there and, and talk to people. Don't build in a bubble. Be okay to let ideas die. Uh, they're just ideas. But yeah, get get customers and it makes raising money way easier and you might not even have to do it. Where can people find you? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. It's Nick Mattingly, social video expert and switcherstudio.com. You can learn all about our video commerce platform and uh, how to bring great video experiences to your website. Nick, appreciate you coming on. Thanks for coming. Thanks, all. Thank you for rocking with the homies. Taylor Trusty and Flavio. Seize the day on it. Until next time, hold it down, hold it down.